Take your Bibles this morning, turn to Matthew chapter 1. I'll be there in just a few moments. It's great to have you here on Christmas Eve. We've got a packed house here today. What a great way to really kick off these next two very special days of the Christmas Eve. Uh, um, I'm assuming at this late hour that everyone has their Christmas shopping complete. And if not, I have a list of ideas for you before we get started today. There may be a few hours left in it. Um, Terry and I have already really done our gift exchange for the year, and we had our Christmas with all the kids uh, Friday. Is that right? That's the right day? Life's a blur right now. And on Friday we did that. So it's been sort of our, my tradition for the last 10 years or so. Um, and I don't know really why I started this, but I began buying Terry necklaces for Christmas. And she doesn't like necklaces as much as I like them, so I really buy them for me to look at on her. And uh, but we've done that. But this year we broke with tradition. And we did something really different. <laughs> this just speaks to the weirdness of our family. I bought her some Maven binoculars. <laughs> now, you know what Maven are. You're missing out half the thing there. But I bought her binoculars. So Terry and I like to go hunting together. And so uh, I bought her binoculars, but they have her name engraved on them. So that's, yeah, uh -huh. that's pretty cool. And Terry and the kids purchased me some Filson waxed cotton and twill hunting bibs. Doesn't that get you excited? Don't you love that? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> to each their own, I suppose. But anyway, so for us, those were pretty exciting gifts, and I, I may try to sneak in some jewelry there in time for her. But um, the things we bought for the kids were all fun, and it's just, you know, it, it's really fun to receive gifts, but it, as the Bible says, it's more blessed to give them. And there's just something really special about that. Over the last 10 years or so as well, I've kept a list of what's popular during the Christmas season to give. And it's really kind of interesting. Some things have changed, and some things have not. I have top, I found this in my file, the top 10 gifts, Christmas gifts in 2012. And back then, they were cell phones, iPads, TVs, sports items, gaming devices, remote control helicopters. Do you guys remember the one in here? <laughs> I was trying to tell that story to Blaine, his son-in-law today, about we used to have a big Christmas tree here, and I don't remember where the helicopter came from or why it was given, but we flew it and it crashed, and all the Christmas tree fell down. It was awesome. Okay. Uh, those were a thing. Now drones are a thing, but cologne, perfume, music-related items um, were the list at that time. So five years ago, I found this list, and it was KitchenAid, coffee makers, Dutch ovens, air fryers, Fitbits, electric scooters, water bottles, um, Echo Dots, um, and streaming media. And then during the pandemic, these were the gifts, toilet paper. <laughs> Man, times get weird, don't they? Now, it doesn't stop there. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer, soap, cleaning wipes, diapers, thermometers, water filters, board games and puzzles, workout programs, uh, sewing machines, and some technical equipment. And so I looked now for 2023. Now, this is pretty interesting. I know what some of this is and some I don't. So the top of the list was Lululemon gear. Okay, can someone help me out? Becca, do you know what that is? Okay, okay. That's like workout clothes? Okay, so. Then this is a throwback, Kodak instant cameras. 
Is that not crazy? It's what I had growing up. Um, Legos. Barbies. Hot Wheels. Toy trucks. Um, donut makers. <laughs> Was that an adult or a child? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I found all sorts of like makeup gear, makeup appliance stuff, like it was makeup everywhere. Coffee presses and uh, coffee things were a big hit. Gift cards, um, subscriptions. Now that's different. So I'm assuming that doesn't mean magazine subscriptions. No, what is, like streaming stuff? Okay. And then this was, fan this was interesting. Uh, they did this big survey and asked you know, different segments of popular they wanted, but this was 33% of people said that they would like to receive an experience gift. So like maybe tickets to a football game or something like that. So I thought that was unique and new and actually not a bad idea. And so <clears throat> with the idea of gift giving in mind and what some of you may find under your Christmas tree uh, tonight or in the morning, uh, I'm going to talk about a different kind of gift. So let me ask you to stand with me this morning if you would as we read a very familiar text in Matthew chapter 1. And we'll begin our reading in verse number 18. And it sure is good to see you all today. Just looking out here to see this place still on Christmas Eve is super special. So, what a blessing. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Our Heavenly Father, we, we do thank you, and Lord, we've assembled here together. Lord, not just for the memory and not for the sentiment, or not for the songs, and Lord, not for maybe a dozen other worthy reasons. Lord, we've come here today to remember the gift that was given to humanity, and Lord, to us personally in the provision of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Lord, I pray that this would be true today, that everyone in this room, in the sound of my voice, Lord, has received the gift of grace through faith. Lord, of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I pray whatever else we might find at Christmas, Lord, we certainly would not miss you in this season. And I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for standing. Well, the anticipation of Christmas has finally arrived. As I have articulated and communicated before, you know, it is a huge event. The countdown begins somewhere, I used to say just before Thanksgiving, but I think now it begins in October. Um, so it really begins way back there, and preparations have been made for many ever since. I, I, don't, I don't know all the reasons um, why Christmas as a phenomenon feels special to us. I, I know it does to me, and I, I think a lot of it has to do, I like the lights, I like the decorations, I, I, I like the mood, I, I, I like the idea of family being together like today. You know, as I look around, I see so many families joined together on this special day, and I, I, I like that. I think there's something evidently many of us are hoping to find 
at Christmas, things that we want to see in our lives. And again, there's a lot there, fellowship and family and all that. For many people, again, and I don't think this is necessarily a negative, many will find gifts at Christmas. And if you were to ask the average little boy or girl at Christmas what they hope to find, they would probably be able to enumerate a long list of items that they hope to see under the Christmas tree from either mom and or Santa. No doubt um, there may be something that you're hoping to see there this season. And I, I, I'm going to assume that all of us probably spend a lot of time seeking and searching for that perfect gift for the people that we love in our lives. And I've learned that, you know, the perfect gift isn't always a large or expensive gift. It's just something meaningful and thoughtful. And most of all, just that it comes from someone who loves them is, is the biggest deal. But we do look for the perfect gift, huge bargains, the ideal decorations. We often look for that last parking spot, you know, at the, at the store we're trying to get into. We spend a lot of time of deal searching and looking for things at Christmas. But here's the thing, here's the rub. If we are not careful, and, you know, with the 24th being here today, it's easy for Christmas to come and go and for us never really to feel any kind of satisfaction. For us not to feel like the heart's void has been filled. We, we discover that the tents and the lights, uh, the songs sometimes superficially sung, the gatherings still leave us longing for something more when Christmas passes. Well, that has been a phenomenon and a reality ever since what we would call maybe the first Christmas day. During the very first Christmas, many people missed it entirely. The politicians of the day paid no attention to the birth of Christ. Herod cared not until afterwards when he felt threatened. Business community, uh, all those who were buying and selling in Bethlehem that evening missed out on Christmas. I don't know the disposition of the innkeeper. He did find room, not in his inn for them, but in a stable. So maybe he had some heart for Mary and Joseph. However, there were others who did not miss Christmas. There were those who were looking for it and found it. And I've discovered this in life. You almost always find what you're looking for. Whether it be good or evil or bad or, or sad or whatever else, we, we often find what we're looking for. And certainly in Luke chapter 2, verse 12, and in our, <clears throat> our text again this morning, the Bible tells us the angels found Jesus <clears throat> excuse me, lying in a manger. In verse 15 of that same text, we're told the shepherds found a treasure in the Lord Jesus Christ in the stable. Later in Matthew chapter 2, we know that wise men found the King of kings and Lord of lords, and they had come to worship Him. So the question for us today, and really for tomorrow might be this, is what, what are you going to find at Christmas? Now, I know we have planned, and I, I know many of you will give gifts tonight, and probably many, many more tomorrow. But what will you find at Christmas what will you discover in your search? Well, in our text this morning, and this is the simplest of thoughts, but bears repeating, whatever else Christmas is about, and whatever it is there to be discovered, it is about finding the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard for us to comprehend that the babe lying in the nature was the omnipotent God, clothed in flesh, wrapped in love and grace and kindness and deity for our benefit. 
The Lord Jesus Christ is the gift of grace given to us, received by faith. And for those who do, they can be saved from their sins. But we find at Christmas and remember a Savior, someone who <clears throat> really the season is all about. Beyond the lights, the songs, the poinsettias, beyond all the tinsel, above the trees and snow and packages, there's a present uh, that is really worth having and extending to others in the Christmas season. For the Bible says, for unto you is born this day the greatest gift of all, you know, a Savior. At Christmas time, God gave the greatest gift ever given. Now, you know, we know each other. We know humanity. We know people. And we all think that we need a great number of things, don't we? You know, the thing about Christmas is usually we get something we want, not something that we need. But we all think we need a great number of things. And many of these we, we buy for ourselves and others might buy them for us. Um, we, we buy some things that make us maybe happy or excited for the moment. Um, we buy things that may feel like they satisfy us a little bit. But I think the most important thing of all is finding the fact that what we really need most in life is a Savior above all things. You know, many things in life we think we need, and many of them we obtain. But they never meet the need of the heart, the greatest desire. That's why so many people have Christmas come and Christmas go, and they just don't feel like they've really uh, felt, maybe, or discovered what they wanted to. You know, gifts can bring pleasure, small satisfaction. They can tickle a fancy. But what you really need to see and find in Christmas is the meaning of it all, and that is the gift of grace. You know, what makes uh, us unhappy is not the absence of something, especially the absence of gifts, but it is not having the presence of Christ. God gives to us at Christmas time the unspeakable gift of grace in His Son, a Savior. The one who has saved me from my sins. The one who has helped me mitigate and overcome much of my selfishness. Someone who has given me the ability to live for greater things rather than lesser things. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift, the greatest gift, the ultimate gift from God. It is that which humanity really needs the most. I, I hope... This Christmas time, you get something that's really meaningful to you, something equivalent to Maven binoculars or a Filson whatever, you know? I hope you get that. But if not, if you've already received the Lord Jesus Christ, you have received this world's greatest gift of all. You know, if our greatest need at Christmas would have been information, you know, then God would have given us more education, maybe a teacher. If technology, a scientist, if money, an economist, if pleasure, an entertainer. But man's latest need was met, and what we needed, a Savior, Jesus Christ. There's another thing that we see both in Matthew and Luke in the accounts of, of Jesus' birth, is that God wants us to find peace. Now this past week, Brother Daniel and myself labored somewhat uh, arduously to declare that the, the peace that God offers was really the peace that God gave between Himself and you. It was the gift of reconciliation, a gift that we could not gain for ourselves through religion and service and, and, and trying to do good. 
God chose to, to grant peace to us to overcome our enmity with Him by the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, by Him being the substitute on the cross for my sins. It's an incredible gift of peace. But beyond that, you know, I, I, I'd like to see a measure of peace in this world. I'd like there to be peace in my family. I certainly want there to be peace in this church. I wish there could be a greater peace in America. But here's the thing, the only way this world's going to know peace is if it's worked out in Christ through us to the people around us. We wish for things, but sometimes we have to work for things. If we want peace and goodwill, then that's something we have access to from God through Christ. I don't think it's any secret today. You know, we're here today and I walked in the back, in the back of the foyer before the service, and you know, I, I, I do this so many Sundays, but especially through today, I just, I, I just marvel at all the excitement and energy. And today with the splashes of red and green and tinsel in the hair or whatever else, you know, it's just, it's, there's a lot of excitement here today. And it, it's just, it's a fun spirit. But I think it's also not a secret that many of us, especially at Christmas, don't have all the peace and joy and the goodwill we'd like to have in our hearts. Part of that's because we live at such a frantic pace. Life is busy. It's crazy, especially the December calendar. We're often searching but never finding something to bring peace and satisfaction. Our hearts don't stop long enough to rest. We substitute unwisely, um, looking and sometimes even finding these little pleasures that don't substitute for peace in the heart. Peace, contentment, goodwill towards others evades us. Finding it can seem difficult, if not impossible. But I think it's also because we're just looking for it in the wrong place. We're, we're not looking for it in Christ. Jesus came to bring peace, a peace that can be found no other way. As was articulated by Brother Daniels last week, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed, whose focus, who meditates, who finds Christ in Christmas, who stayed on the Lord. Today, peace and contentment, the ability to extend goodwill because that grace residing in you is yours if you would take it. In my time as a pastor, I've discovered some things that robs people of peace. Often it's just a simple lack of gratefulness. You know, you know, what, what, you know what's going to happen tonight and tomorrow? We're going to get more of what we already have enough of. Now, I'm not trying to diminish it because it's, it's fun and it's special. And the fact that someone gives me something makes it meaningful. Even maybe on maybe what it is. But we're all getting more of what we already have enough of. And sometimes, I think at the Christmas season especially, when we contemplate all that we have, we, we might find a greater measure of priest if we just took stock for a moment and thought about God's goodness in our lives. All that Christ has brought to us. Yeah, I, I could try to enumerate that to you in so many ways, but... You know, for me, and I know my position is unique, I, I think about, you know, what God has given us. I, you know, I just stand here and I, I, I look out this way and um, just this fellowship is a gift. Having some place to come on a Sunday after a long, crazy week with like-minded people who love the Lord, that's a gift. You know, coming together tonight like we're going to, like, I don't know what the rest of the world's going to do tonight, but what we're going to do is going to be special. And it's a lot because we're together. It's a gift. You know, we, 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 can, we can maybe lose sight when all we count 
as worthy of counting as tangible stuff, but our lives, our lives in the Eastern Baptist Church is filled with lots of gifts. We have the church, we have the friends, we have the fellowship, we have the help in life from each other. We all look to the same Lord. It's a gift. We should be more grateful. Sometimes what robs us of peace is the guilt we feel, the failures and disappointment of others, and the failures and disappointment we see in ourselves. Um, things are said, things are done. If we're not careful, we're going to miss out on the peace that God wants during this season because things aren't right with others. We grief and we worry. Uh, the hurts of life sometimes robs us of peace. Um, the loss of someone, the disappointment in someone. Life has a number of hurts, and if grief has its place, but ought not be overextended. Grudges sometimes, you know, it's not what we've done, it's what someone else has done. Um, I do love this sentiment of Christmas. If anything else is extended this season, it ought to be your peace towards someone else who may not deserve it. Think about the, the, the peace that God made with us. You know, I think of Ephesians chapter 4, and God gives us litany of things to do, the way to behave, how to extend love and kindness, to forgive each other, because that's what Jesus Christ did for us. What if this Christmas you just got things right with another person? What a gift that would be. Not perfect, can't fix it all, can't go back and take away, but you can, you can love people. You can go forward. And what a gift to give to someone. It's just that gift of reconciliation, that gift of peace with other people. And then finally this morning, my intent is to be brief. Um, you can find in Christmas a God who loves you, who cares for you, who understands all your needs and hurts. You know, Jesus identified with us in the way he came to this earth in a manger, in humility, and we've talked about that. The miracle of Christmas in great measure is this, that God became flesh and dwelt among us. I thank God for all the people He has placed in my life. Um, this past Friday, it was a host of humanity in my house. And, uh, you know, yet you have, there's these sublime moments, because the rest of the time is not sublime. Um, it's activity and kids and noise and chaos and games and exchanging, and it's a lot of fun. But then there's these moments where you just, you're in the corner and you just think, Wow, that's cool. The same way I feel when I come in here. I think of my wife and my kids. You know, my mom, uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law who are here today. I think of the friends that I have in this place and outside. Each one has been a help, a blessing, encouragement, and a joy to me. But it is my God alone who knows my heart the most who knows my hopes, my dreams, my wants, my desires, my failures. There was a God who left heaven and traded it for a stable, who came to give life to me. And He loves me, and He loves you. We need to understand what God did for us, and it should amaze us and shape our lives. The gift of Christmas is forgiveness of God's patience, long-suffering extended us. The gift that helps us and changes us, grows us, and can walk with us. From crown to cradle to cross 
to a constant companion. Rest assured, in Christmas, you have a gift worth finding. Um, one of the idiosyncrasies of my life is for reasons unknown to me completely, is I like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and I don't know why. There was a time, my wife has reminded me that I, uh, I wrote poetry. It sounds really weird because I like tough stuff. But, um, so maybe that's why, you know. But there's a poem all of us know, I think, that I'll close with today that expresses the sentiment. It came without ribbons and it came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and he puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, does it come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? And it does, a lot more. And I guess that's my heart to you today. I want this Christmas season to be more. And all the activities and the remaining festivities to come, consider the more. Consider why Christ came, the gift of the Savior, and think not of it just in terms of principle or precept or truth. Think of it personally, that it came for you. It came for your family. And he came for those, those of us here at Eastland Baptist Church. Would you stand with me this morning?